Alrighty, everybody. It is 11 a.m. on the Eastern Seaboard here, which means it's time to get started with another BitMart AMA. My guest today is Alex Louie, or Loy. I'll ask him here in a second, from Mass Relic, and they have been listed on BitMart since the 18th. Trading is now live, and withdrawal will be able to happen tomorrow. So... They uh, are on the BitMart Exchange, and we're going to learn all about this project here when we talk to Alex in one second. Now, if you're listening to this AMA, you know that you're part of an exclusive group that wants to know about information and about the markets and about different projects. Um, You know, before the general public, you are a studious person, and we think that you should be rewarded for that. So if you've listened to these AMAs before, you kind of know the process, but um, we are giving away... $2,000, a random share of $2,000 in Relic, and all that you have to do in order to be in the runnings to win some of that is to follow at BitMart Exchange and at Mass Relic uh, on Twitter at their respective accounts, and Mass Relic is M-A-S-R-E-L-I-C. Retweet the link that you found this spaces at and tag three friends. Fill in the Google form that we have attached and you'll be off to the races to win your random share of $2,000 in Relic Token. Now, what is Relic Token? We are going to find out here in one second from Alex. It looks like he got disconnected here, so I'm going to try and add him as a speaker again. And he should be back. Hey, Alex, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. I'm sorry about that. No, I don't know. I have issues with this phone, but uh, I'm good. I'm good now. Sure. Yeah. Don't worry. Uh, Twitter. I mean, I've done, uh, gosh, at least dozens of Twitter spaces now. And I will tell you that, um, they cause problems. They're a great and wonderful tool, but you know, it's a free service. So (laughs) you get what you pay for. Um, anyways, so Alex, Alex Louie, is that correct? Did I pronounce your name correctly? That's right. Uh, Louis. Yep. Gotcha. Alex. Nice. Nice. Alex Louis, founder of Mass Relic. Is it, is it Mass Relic or Moss Relic or? It's Mass Relic. Yeah. Gotcha. Mass Relic. And so the way that I usually run these AMAs, Alex, is I try not to look too much at the project and I try not to be too much of, you know, a nosy Nelly here when it comes to it. I like to hear exactly from the project's founders or from people on the team. I want them to explain it so that I can kind of ask questions like a newbie. And then, of course, since we have people listening here, they're going to have questions as well. And um, maybe towards the end of us talking, we can let people speak and answer questions. And unless you have a hard out, usually these AMAs, they last about 30 minutes to an hour. So how's that sound to you? Uh, that's fine. That's nice. Fine. Nice. Okay. Well, so first of all, what is Mass Relic? I'm here on your website and I'm looking at massrelic.com. Everybody, if you have a you know laptop open, you can look at it with me. And I see it says DeFi and synthetic real estate. DeFi, I understand. Synthetic real estate, not so much. So why don't you just give us an overview of what is Mass Relic? Maybe the history of how we came to you know this point, this AMA of, of you founding it or you helping it along. And I'll let you speak as long as you want. Just what is Mass Relic? Sure. Thank you for the introduction. So Mass Relic is a project that 
is going to focus on DeFi, and we want to. We also want to attack the real estate market. Um, we found that there's not a lot of projects that are doing anything in real estate in terms of DeFi. So why not just unite the both of them together? So what is synthetic real estate? So basically, what we're doing is we're building out a platform that will include rewards such as liquidity mining, which is live now, um, and we also want to. Include um, at least for U.S. customers for now is mortgage payments using crypto, um, which that eventually lead to rental payments and just have landlords be able to use um, this. But right now, there's really nothing that at least decentralized where you can pay uh, mortgages or, or deal with real estate transactions uh, unless you you park your crypto on something like BitPay. Um, so we want to we want to decentralize that and have it just come out of your wallet. Now, unfortunately, um, because we are in the U.S., we can only serve. Uh, it's not unfortunately. I mean, I love living here, so um, we can only serve the United States for now. So synthetic real estate is really the the unif unification of those concepts, which is um, we have liquidity mining, so you can earn rewards if you park your relic on our platform. Um, and then with those rewards, you can actually utilize that to pay off mortgages. And then obviously, um, we also will be creating more more of the earning rewards on the platform because we do want people to be able to earn um, Relic um, and then obviously trade it as well, right? Because everybody wants it. And then the DeFi part of this actually is we want to park on in terms of um the reflections that that the relic holders get in different concepts such as master notes. So right now, if you look at other DeFi projects, um, they really just go in and trade. They just trade or they just park and, and get some some um, some yield. Um, we we actually are taking a different approach and we're looking at master noting opportunities out there. Now, right now, the master noting space is really really down, um, which I th we think is actually the best time. So. Um, we are seeking those opportunities. So we do look for yield, but we want to focus mostly on the real estate side. So that's what we are. Interesting. Okay, so you made that very clear. Thank you. Like, so synthetic real estate, I feel like that's a weird name. Like synthetic real estate, people feel like, uh, oh, it's not real real estate. But in a way it's better to think about it as like DeFi collateralized real estate. Um, is that, is that more appropriate? Right. Yeah. Okay. That's sure. Yeah. And like those terms get, they get kind of heady to throw around for the average crypto investor. It's interesting that you have noted that there is a lack of options um, to pay for rent or mortgage or things in the real estate market. Do you think that that's because um, like you said, you know, the U S the, U the U.S. has uh, pretty strict laws um, when it comes to certain crypto transactions. The one that I'm thinking of first and foremost is that anytime you part with your crypto, um, you know, for a good or a service, it's seen as a sell. And anytime you sell it, that's a huge taxable event. So it wouldn't make sense. Like, you know, I live in an apartment right now. I'm sure that you can hear that I need a little bit more furniture because there's, this, there's an, an echo that I'm trying to get rid of. But we're, we're making do with what we can. Um, it would make no sense for me to um, sell my stocks and bonds in a taxable brokerage account in order to pay my rent. I'd be like paying double the fees, basically, 
Yeah, but that's why we use cash as a bearer asset to just, you know, hey, whenever you exchange cash, there's no taxes, there's no fees on it. So this is an interesting way to, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, collateralize real estate, pay mortgage payments, pay rent, and you kind of want to make, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so once again, correct me, you kind of want to make like the, the crypto real estate ecosystem in which people can finally live, earn, pay in crypto surrounding real estate. Is that correct? That's exactly right. So we're trying to build platforms for, for users and crypto um, people that they really want to live off crypto and they don't want to pay things in cash. Um, and, and the challenges of this is that we do have to do KYC. I mean, there's no, there's no way around that, at least in the United States. So yes, that's probably why a lot of these projects that come into the, to the crypto space, first of all, they probably are foreign um, and they don't really want to comply or can't comply with U.S. laws because they're not U.S. citizens. So where we look at the attack vertical is that we do want to comply with U.S. laws. And I've always said it, and if you see my YouTube videos, I've always said that we need to live together with the banks. We can't be apart with the banks. Um, fiat's not going to go away, and it's never going to go away. Um, but we could create another asset class in the crypto real estate that focuses on real estate. Uh, and that's exactly what you explained is that we want to be able to live, breathe, and die within the crypto without going out to fiat. Um, the part of you, of you saying that if you sell your crypto, it's a taxable event, um, that is another challenge that we're looking at as well. So, um, But that's why we're building the liquidity pools, because if you can earn rewards off your relic, then you can use those rewards as your, your kind of your ticket to this platform to make a real estate transaction. So yes, that's right. Yeah, and that's interesting. I think a natural question that some people will will have right now that might be coming up is, you know, um, is there something backing up Relic other than market liquidity? Because almost like the natural fit here would, would be you're in the real estate ecosystem, you're trying to do all this stuff in the crypto real estate market, like the, the, the trifecta or like the... The, uh, the double whammy would be if you said, oh, well, Relic is like also, it's like a it's like a crypto REIT or something like that. So you're like, not only do we know, do we know real estate, we're holding it. And that's why the token is collateralized with some value or something like that. I, I don't know if Relic is, you know, quote, backed up by anything other than liquidity or what your long-term goals are with that. But I feel like it's a natural question that people that are heavy into real estate, which I'm, I'm only moderately uh, knowledgeable about real estate that they, that they, they might have a, a question there, you know, and it's, it kind of begs the question. People might say, um, well, why does Bitcoin have value? Well, it's because millions and millions of people believe in it. And so once you have million, it's kind of like the old, the old school child argument where you say, if everybody in the world could just give me a dollar, I'd have $8 billion or whatever the, the world population is. So it's a, it's a fundamental different use case, but I'm wondering the, the, um, maybe the assets that back Relic or why you think Relic is going to have value over the long term? Is it because it's invested in the project itself? Or maybe you could explain that because I think that's a natural question that would come up. Yeah, sure. So that's actually, we we have, asked, not assets, but we have um, 
collateral behind the original Relic release. So there is a cash end to this in terms of um, collateralized value. Um, yes, people are training it now and they're holding it and um, we're giving out reflections on DeFi as well. But the goal is to eventually have an asset-backed crypto where it's sort of like a crypto REIT where you would have people put in crypto and then you'd have it um, behind assets as well. The token would be behind assets. I don't have all the answers in terms of what we look like two years from now, but that's the actual roadmap is that we want to eventually be asset-backed, much like you know USDC that's backed by when you know to uh, cash um, we we want to be backed by um, by an asset which is real estate or even equipment um, leasing equipment as well so anything that's um, an asset that will gain value or necessarily it could be leased out that would give you cash flow that's exactly what we want to do so short answer is yes we are backed by right now we do have cash um, but eventually, as we grow and we build out the platform and we gain more traction and customers, um, we do want to go behind that where we because we are we are an actual business. So we are registered in the United States. We're registered in New Jersey. So we are following the laws of the United States. Anything that we need to do in terms of regulatory, we are doing it. Um, so just having just a real real asset backed for the relic token. Is, is probably the next step, but there is some cash behind it, um, at least the original investments um, when it was launched. I hope that answers your question. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that that's all that people want to know um, these days. Maybe like a couple of, you know, because the ecosystem just continues to grow and it continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But after all the Terra Luna stuff, even um, even newbies, I feel like, like people that have, I've met people that uh, have just been into crypto for four months. And so all they know is that, you know, Luna crashed and that the market is a bear market and it's a good time to buy Bitcoin or Ether, you know, depending on who you ask. But they're very bearish in the sense that like the first time that they came into the ecosystem, they're scared and they're like, what's this stuff backed up by? And then, as you said, you kind of go with them, you kind of like hold their hand, you say, well, die is over collateralized so that's why it'll never lose its peg like luna and tether has millions and millions of dollars in cash in various bank accounts and holding companies around the world and usdc you know is is venture capital funded and so it's a big plus i think to when you have a project that is backed up by something it doesn't have to be cash it could be you kind of see uh, these days stuff um, being backed up by nfts like you know board ape yacht club or collectibles it, it just depends on the community but yes for something like this the fact that you say well oh it's backed up by cash to me that's fine people may say well they're a real estate company they need to be backed up by real estate and i'd say well guess what you can buy with cash uh lots of real estate depending on the market conditions and depending on um depending on where you uh where you're investing it so i think that that's a that's a good thing to have in in your back pocket Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely an opportunity here um, because, uh, I mean, and then we're also open to partnerships as well. Um, we did find this other company that that's out there that you launched recently. So, yeah, definitely um, you, you need something to be backed up by. And, and we that's our, our, our core values, right? Trust, sustainability and obviously passive income. So we live by trust. And I'm always I've always been transparent of how the project is going and what we're doing. Um, 
nothing. I'm not, I have nothing to hide. So yes. And, but the experience that people have, have, have gone through with Luna is, is terrible. I mean, that's, you know, and you see that almost every month with crypto, I think. Yeah, it is, uh, too often an occurrence. Um, it's probably analogous to what used to happen on penny stocks. Um, it might even still happen on penny stocks. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to that. And mostly, it's just what kind of happens in unregulated or largely unregulated markets. Um, and if you're aware of that, you can go in and be an astute investor and really clean up. But for most people, it's going to be it's going to be a little bit like walking into traffic without the traffic signals working properly. So I try to advise people to look both ways. Um, so an interesting thing to move on. I'm, you're, I'm interested. You you mentioned a partner that had also listed on BitMart who is partnering with you or, or is with you. I'm sure people would love to know about that if you're open to disclose it. Yes. Yeah, so um, we are now looking into a on-ramp with a company called Hydrogen. But they recently changed their name to Chains. I believe it's Chainswipe. Um, we've been in talks with them to use their platform to convert and do KYC uh, for payments. So basically, the whole gist of it is we need, obviously, regulatory um, transactions, meaning that we need somebody to do KYC for us because we don't want to hold that information. Uh, so this company actually has the ability to do that, and they're rolling out their, they're rolling out a, a trial version by the, I believe, in this quarter that's coming up, I believe in October. Um, I can't say much as, as to what we're going to be doing with them in terms of, you know, the, all the technical details and all that. Um, but I, I, can't, I can tell you that um, they are one of many on-ramps that we're looking at uh, for us to utilize another platform so that we can on-ramp on fiat. Uh, because obviously we, we don't hold bank accounts. Um, we can't hold bank accounts and obviously we don't want to do KYC because that's that's a lot of that's a big mess for PII. So PII stands for personal identifiable information. Um, so we want to stay away from that. So but we need to find somebody that that exchange swipe or a plaid or or, or any other company that has those licenses where we can make those transfers across state lines. So we can't if we, if we can't do that then we can't can't be in business. So, but that's very uh, optimistic for us. I mean, we're we're working with them, so um, definitely, um, it, you know, for the next few months, it's going to be pretty pretty awesome in terms of uh, relic. Yeah, they they don't make it easy, do they? I think Wyoming is trying to be the first state where if you incorporate there and do all sorts of stuff, you would kind of you can kind of do it all. But um, nobody's really gotten it figured out yet. So it is definitely a learning process. Okay, interesting to know, and always good to hook up to uh, two BitMart listings together for a positive positive move forward. Yes, yes. So, so I'm interested here, Alex, to what the kind of tech experience looks like, maybe from like a from a, a customer perspective or like a UI UX. Um, it's uh, it's not apparent from your website, kind of like what it what the user experience is going to is going to be like here is it just the same as like being on like a DeFi exchange or is there a dedicated like app that we're using or you know kind of talk more about about that 
Yeah, sure. Uh, without getting too technical. Um, so we have two platforms. One is if you go to app.mazarelic.com, that is our reflection platform. So um, as you know, we we give out reflections on any buys and sells of our token. Uh, and then you can just claim it on there. So um, I believe there's a lot of people that have not claimed their, and we give out the reflections in ETH. So that's that's one uh, front end. And then the other front end is the Realicity platform, which we're building out the payments. And right now we have the liquidity mining on there um, for the uh, synthetic real estate. Um, so that that's basically uh, the two of our platforms, which will eventually unite into one, um, with including the payment the mortgage payment using um, your your MetaMask wallet or Trust wallet for for um, for users to just go in and just um, make a payment, and we're actually going to test that in a few weeks. So, yeah, that, that's interesting. I just went to app.maskrelic.com and it automatically prompted me for my MetaMask mm-hmm. wallet. So it seems like it is working a hundred percent. So you don't have to worry, Alex. I tested it for you here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we've been we launched already like uh in july so we've been working you know heads down and you know the bear market has really brought us down a lot but we believe that we'll be here in a year uh and then when we look up from above the ashes we hope to be one of the the last ones standing that's our main goal right now you know and and i think we're doing a pretty good job i mean we're we're launching a bit more we're also launching uh, another exchange soon so, um, and we're building out, and we haven't even gone to Binance yet. So, that is definitely on our radar by the end of the year. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and now uh, Coinbase too. I remember, I remember Coinbase um, used to only have like twenty tokens on it, and now it seems like, in just in order to keep up with people, they've had to kind of go the Binance route as well. So, there's no lack of exchanges that, if you have solid fundamentals, um, like your project has. I don't see why you can't get listed everywhere. It's it's interested. I'm actually really interested in your opinion on this, Alex. Um, so it is a bear market. It's been a pretty bad bear market at some times. Um, even right now, when things are looking optimistic, uh, when I woke up this morning, Bitcoin was trading at like 18.6, uh, which is a crazy amount. You know, you always look, or at least I always look at the Bitcoin prices indicator of the entire health of the market. Um, even though it's just only one facet of the market. But there's a lot of crypto projects that have said that they're kind of like thankful that it's a bear market because there's no price hype. There's no people going crazy. There's essentially no malinvestment because there's not really any money to uh, be malinvested. And that there's a lot of people that say the bear markets are the best time to build solid products because it's like it's like after the party ends and you can just go back to your room and finally concentrate and 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 work on stuff. What do you think about that? Is this like a good time to build is are you kind of grateful that it's a bear market so that you can put in these solid foundations and then when the bull market or moderate market comes back, investment will be easy because you've done the work? That's exactly what our strategy is. So, um when we launched uh, I had a lot of advisors tell me, don't launch because, you know, we're going into a, a bear market. Uh, and I said, if we don't launch now, we'll never launch because, you know, when when is the right time? It's, there's never a the right time. Uh, unfortunately, when we launched, yeah, we started going into a really bad bear market. Uh, but I, as, a, as, a, as an entrepreneur and somebody that loves the crypto space, this is not forever. 
So the dollar cannot remain this strong forever. It's just not sustainable. So if we start building now, like you said, by the time that this passes, we will have a, a big platform available, um, customers that are using our platform, more marketing and more, um, more, just more, more traffic uh, and, and, and people knowing us uh, to the world. Uh, I mean, and then once we wait, everybody wakes up and they, and they start buying and, and markets are almost back to normal, yes, we will be the ones that hopefully will, will feed off that um, prosperity. So uh, I definitely think right now is the best time to build. But it's hard because of the way that the market is. And a lot of people really don't want to. A lot of people have fear of just, you know, shelling out money and um, writing their writing their own products. And then you got to also hire people. So it's not like people are working for free. Um, so as an entrepreneur, you kind of have to measure that. Uh, but as they say, and from the, from what I know and what I've learned is that the best time to build is not during a, a bull market, but it's during a bear market because that is when everybody else is down. So you're the one that has to go in and spearhead that. Um, and as everything starts getting picking back up again, and that's when you take your advantage. Um, exactly. And I, I think that that comes from, from wisdom and age. I'm not calling you old, Alex. I'm 31 myself. So uh, sometimes I think about this, about how kind of an analogy is like, you know, if you want to get buff, but you say that you have no time, just wake up an hour early and just when everybody else is sleeping, you're working out or you want to be smarter when everybody else is going out to the bar, just delay going there for an hour, read a book, you know, do something like that. There, there's a way to fit in what you want to do, but you're going to have to put in the work and you're going to have to put in the effort. The actual um, person that I had heard talk about how he loves bear markets is Charles Hoskinson um, from Cardano. He had just always said he hates bull markets because then Cardano, you know, which is his baby, which is a huge project, he claims it becomes overvalued, people misuse it, they don't understand, you know, how diligent and how hard he's worked on it. And so I thought that was a fascinating quote, and I try and run it by people. It, it seems to be more and more true, um, not only as I age, but as I go through, I think this is my third bear market. Um, in crypto. I've been in crypto since 2017. So it's, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of feel bad for people that are going through it for the first time because they just don't know. But it's like your first time falling off of a bike and then realizing, you know, oh, you're not going to die, right? You're just going to have to dust off your knees. You got a little scrape and then, and then get back on. It'll be okay. That's exactly right. Yeah. And you're not, I mean, I'll, I'm I'm older, so I'm I'm 42. Uh, I know you know it's irrelevant, but yeah, I, I definitely I definitely think age comes with an advantage. Uh, I see a lot of crypto projects, a lot of young people, which is good. I think it's good. You need youth, uh, but there's nothing like patience in this market. Uh, and at my age, I've gained so much patience. Like like you, I started in like 2014 went through that gut check of Bitcoin going to 20 K and then going down to three. I went through that. Um, and I held, you know, I kept, I kept holding. So I've definitely been roughed up. <laughs> it's not hard to be roughed up in, in crypto. Even if you're, even if you're holding, I still have people, when I try and explain this to people, I say, you know, and Michael Saylor's been a, a good advocate of this. Um, even if you, you even if you disagree with something of what he says, 
Michael Saylor will go on and say, look, don't even buy Bitcoin unless your time frame is a minimum of four years. And he doesn't say that because he wants to buy up all the Bitcoin, like some people say, although he's buying up a significant amount of it. Uh, he says it because anybody who has just studied the historical charts and looked at the market knows that it goes up, it goes down, it goes sideways, it turns blue, it turns yellow, what have you. Um, and it's like nothing else that you've kind of ever experienced in life unless you've been, I don't know, maybe an entrepreneur in Silicon Valley or like a rock star or something like that. People just are not used to the extreme highs and lows that the crypto market um, does and does with finance. And so you just you have to know uh, when to hold them and when to fold them. And at least my advice to everybody out there in the audience is when it comes to an asset that you believe in, whether it's Bitcoin or Relic or Ether or anything else, if you believe in it, hold it. If you no longer believe in it, try and find a strategy so that you can fold it and exit gracefully, you know, and do something else with your money. So I think that's a good natural segue to Alex in the fact that, you know, in order to build a project that has a solid foundation that is doing something as ambitious as this, tackling crypto and real estate, which as, we have, as we've discussed is um, not really a mature market. It's kind of hard to get into. There's not a lot of clear regulation around it. And a lot of people have tried and failed. You must have a solid team and a solid community behind you. Or let me put it this way. You must have a solid team behind you right now and are really, really trying to develop that solid community. Could you speak more on that? Yeah, sure. So we, we definitely need a, a community and customers. Um, that's basically, we feed off, like we, our number one priority is our customers. So anybody that comes on our platform and uses our platform, that is our priority. Along with that, um, just because they are customers doesn't mean they can't be our community. So we built a good team um, with solid technical uh, backgrounds, myself as well. So I, I have a, a highly technical background, been in the technology field for about 15 years. Um, I'm, I'm also a, a professor at a small community college here in New Jersey. So for me to look at the, the team that I'm building, I definitely had to handpick the people that are going to be building this with me. Um, so we, we have a good team. We're building a community as well. Um, we, we are new. Okay. And the first time around in terms of when we launched, um, I wasn't expecting, uh, what they say, a lot of haters. Okay. So, um, I'm a lot more ready now. It only took like two weeks, <laughs> but you can't really please everybody. So, um, but what we've, what I'm, what I've learned is to focus on the community, the customers, obviously our team the technology behind it because we can't just put out stuff just to put out stuff or we can't release stuff out just because we just want to make news. Um, and then obviously we want to go into profitability as well. And that comes with number one. Um, so our experience, we have a, a UI engineer, we have a marketing manager, you have myself, that, uh, that's part of the technology field. Um, and then I have a customer success person that we just hired. Uh, and then I have a, a crypto crypto kind of uh, researcher that we have on, on staff. So we are slowly building. We're still a small team. I'm not going to say that we have like 50 people programming. Okay. Sometimes I develop myself, um, but most of the times uh, I will hire somebody to develop the front end. Uh, I like to handle the back end just because the smart contracts are, are more delicate. Um, 
but that's basically what we're, we're, we're made up of right now. You know, I don't think that it's a disadvantage, Alex, to have a smaller team. Um, I can think of many companies in existence that started that way. Uh, if you're coming from a programmer slash developer background, then you have a lot in common with Brian Armstrong, who's the CEO of Coinbase. And you can listen to, uh, many podcasts that he's been on when he talks about developing Coinbase and he would spend 12 hours a day coding, responding to customer emails, doing things like that, which, you know, you can do as a smaller company. I think that's the benefit of being a smaller company. At some point you do have to delegate those tasks and grow and kind of spread your wings. But it's funny that people would knock you. You talk about the haters. I'm I'm interested to know, um, (laughs) you know, haters in the crypto community, I think come from, one of two places uh people that are maximalists and so they just any new project that comes out you know if it's not bitcoin if it's not ether if it's not monero it's a competitor and it's a bad competitor and they're almost they're almost like evangelicals they're trying to persuade people to see the truth see the true light and then two um i think most of the hate comes from people that are they're jealous right there's a great saying um i don't know who it's by where it says Uh, hate only comes from below, right? And that nobody gets jealous of a loser. People only get jealous of winners or people that are trying to do, to change the world, to try and do important things. So you said that it only took you two weeks to get over. I think that's also a function of age. Um, I'm, I'm lucky that I don't have to deal with a lot of hate online and I'm not super present on social media. But it is kind of one of those things where as a younger person, you you see this in, in documentaries now, um, especially about young women and social media, it's hard to deal with when you're, when you're young and, and random people you don't even know are telling you that they dislike you. But as an older person, especially as an older guy, if you're on your purpose and you know that you're building this interesting project and it's got solid fundamentals, I, I have to imagine it just, uh, it just goes off your back. But I, I'm interested in, in that experience real quick. Okay, so I'll give you a quick story, right? So we <laughs> launched, um, you know, we launched in July, uh, on Uniswap and uh, we opened up the telegram and there were just a lot of people that thought that I, my picture was a CGI generated image and behind that <laughs> was somebody that was trying to scam them. Um, and, and I'll, I'll give you a, 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 it was a little bit of my fault because what happens is when you launch on a decentralized exchange, you have to lock up the liquidity Sure. And I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know, like I was so busy doing other things in terms of marketing and just kind of getting the code working and all that. I didn't know that. So people kept saying, oh, he didn't lock up the liquidity. They didn't lock up the liquidity. And then finally I locked up the liquidity. But then even after that, they just started saying, oh, he's a scam, blah, blah, blah. You know, it just, and I understand a lot of people just want to say, oh, it's a scam because other projects are scams. Um, But we don't have one of those weird names that, that look like, like I saw a coin called pissing cat. <laughs> I mean, that that's, you know, that's a scam, right? I mean, you're not going to get anywhere with that. Um, I mean, there, there's literally, there's literally a coin called, uh, it's either, you know, I'm not going to curse here on the Twitter spaces, even though you're allowed to Alex, it's literally called either poop coin or the, the other equivalent. And it's, and it's literally the project bills itself. And it says, we are, we don't have a use case. This is a pump and dump, and it's still been around for like a couple of years. It's hilarious, actually. Yeah, and then you talk about how to handle it, right? So how do I handle it now is just if you are not interested in what we're doing, 
then maybe this project's not for you. Maybe you want to look at a pump and dump coin um, or just want to look at other projects that perhaps you can. I always tell people that um, message me on Telegram uh, that don't ape into my coin or any coin, really. (laughs) You know, you should diversify. Right. You should you should spread around your assets as much as you can, because if one tanks, then at least you have the other to live for. Um, but I basically just kind of I, I, I send one message and say, hey, look, if, if this isn't something that you're looking for, you know, this is a roadmap. This is what we're doing. We're executing on the roadmap. If, you, if you're still not pleased with the results, um, then you can go somewhere else. I mean, I can't really I, if I if I can't convince you to come onto our platform right now, then. Maybe I'm doing a bad job, and I'll look into that. But don't go into this thinking that everybody's going to get rich. I, we're not. We're just we're building, um, and we have a true team behind it. We have a use case. Um, we're executing on the plan. So that's all I can do. And if if we do that, I believe we'll get to 100 million. Uh, but it's not going to be tomorrow. Probably be in maybe a year or two, but it's not going to be tomorrow. So the way I handle it, I just, I just reply, say, hey, this is what we're doing. If you're not happy with that, maybe you should go to another another coin. Um, it's yeah, you're right. It's easier when you're older, um, just because. And I'm also a, a, a professor, so um, I get a lot of student complaints, and and it gets easier with age. And I guess my profession as well. So um, <laughs> yeah, I just let it slide. And, and I'm not I'm not rude or anything. I just kind of I reply with just facts. Um, and if they still want to call me a scam, then. You know, I'll just block them. That's all. <laughs> well, <laughs> what am I gonna do? yeah, it's interesting too because your crypto project deals with real estate, which depending on the market that you're in, um, you know, sometimes real estate returns one percent, two percent a year. Sometimes, like during the COVID pandemic, you're seeing houses go for twenty-five, sometimes fifty percent above market value, uh, which is not normal. But it. it there's a lot of people in the crypto space, especially when they're active traders, they're looking for those abnormal returns. And unfortunately, or fortunately for you, however you look at it, you're actually trying to build something more sustainable based on real asset, which is real estate. But just historically, when you take the mean and the median of real estate, you're getting smaller percentages, but they're sustainable long-term percentages. And anybody who knows about like rental property, right? You buy a $100,000 house, you get $1,000 a month rent on it. Well, guess what? That year, you're only making $12,000. It doesn't seem like a lot on your 100000 but it adds up over time, especially if you improve it. You know, the property's worth more. You get other properties. That's just how real estate works. So in a way, it's a natural fit with crypto to collateralize it, put it on DeFi and things like that. But it, it does not promise the abnormal returns um, that, like you said, pump and dump tokens uh, can can not promise, but just historically of what they've done with these mass crowds. And perhaps that angers some people, but we would say that they're foolish for being angry over something that is arguably sustainable and long-term and probably better for the crypto market overall. So I think that you are correct to just ignore them. Yeah, like I said, easier said than done, right? I mean, it's just easier said than done, so... Also, it makes sense of why your Twitter um, is part-time adjunct. I was wondering what what that was about, and then when you said you're a professor, I was like, "Oh, that makes complete sense." So, um, yeah. So, Alex, I feel like we've gone over the project, what it's about, um, 
I'm trying to think of any questions I haven't asked before we maybe dive into some listener questions, because usually the listeners for BitMart AMAs, they're very polite, they're pretty classy, and they have some interesting questions to ask that I don't think of. So I think unless you can come up with some stuff that I haven't asked you, I probably want to end on, you know, what is your roadmap for the next six months to, I think... um, I think you said you wanted to be a hundred million in two years. So that would be a good time frame. Like roadmap from six months to two years. What would be those major milestones looking like? And then if there's anything else that I I didn't ask or we haven't covered that was a major point, please let's bring it up. So major major um goals that we're setting, right? And that's a big goal. Um, but just in order for us to get to that goal, the next six months in terms of development is definitely we want to go to Binance. That's that's a plus. Um, we also want to launch on other chains as well. So we want to make sure that uh, we can get uh, as much code out there as we can um, with other platforms. But that's also going to take liquidity. So that's why we're depending on um, launches like BitMart. Um, and just our marketing and just, you know, trying to get people to just um, hold the token as well. Um, we also are going to build out the Realicity platform, and we are going to build out the mortgage payments along with a fiat on-ramp uh, in the next six months to a year. Okay, so that's coming soon. And then once we are kind of settled on the U.S., we want to spread it out to the world. So, you know, we maybe maybe we start with Canada or Mexico because – um, I don't know if your audience knows, but I speak uh, I speak Spanish, so um, I can deal a lot with uh, any 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 projects that are abroad in Latin American countries. And I know in Latin America, there's a big market for crypto right now. So with all that's going on, there's definitely a big market. So um, we want to spread the word. We want to continue building. Um, the other thing, the other big thing on our roadmap is building a mobile app. So we're 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 looking at that as well. Um, and then. Focus is focusing on big exchanges. So we definitely big goal was to get a bit more top 20 or 30 exchange. Um, we're going to start looking at maybe uh, going on maybe Binance or Coinbase. That's huge. That would be huge for us. But again, we got to grow our team as well. So aside from all the, the development and marketing, we also I also want to grow our team. So I want to grow um, infrastructure, um, more help on the smart contract development side. Uh, and then obviously on the UI side, get, get more, get more, uh, developers in here to, to build out. Um, but that's basically what, what I'm looking at in the next one year, two years for that. It makes sense to me, Alex. Um, and I did not know that you speak Spanish. I, uh, actually failed Spanish in high school and had to go to summer school for it. So I'm a little bit biased towards, um, really wanting to know Spanish. I really need to get on that. So thank you for, uh, for, for making me aware that that's still something in life that I need to achieve. Um, the mobile app, I think, will be fascinating because, as we've talked about, from landlords to renters to other real estate transactions, I mean, once you have something on an app, once you have something on a phone, then you're competing with the big boys, like uh, you know other real estate stuff that people use, like Zillow and Redfin and things like that, and you just have to get people over that hump of not knowing what crypto is. Because I found that once people people hear the term crypto and they get, get kind of scared and, and weird, I feel like it was, you know, when people heard the term computer 20 years ago or internet, you know, 15 to uh, 10 to 15 years ago. But then once you get over what the technology is, 
I think that most people take to it like a fish to water. It's really not that difficult, and it kind of makes sense. Something that I'm realizing at the end here, Alex, and sorry, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll let you speak on that real quick, is why yeah, is yeah. the token called Relic? That was, that was actually, I probably should have asked that very first, but I, I, I'm just interested why the token is named Relic. Uh, so I named it Relic because it just has a a feeling of like the Harry Potter and just something that's that's valuable. Um, and it, it has just a lot of history behind it. Um, and we that's we want to be sustainable. So if you find something that's a relic, what's the first word that comes to your mind? Sure, it's like treasure, valuable, Indiana Jones sort of stuff. Yeah, something like that, right? So that's basically why I was looking for something that's going to be pretty catchy, but at the same time have some underlying meaning behind it. Um, now, Mass Relic, why the, the site is called Mass Relic, um, it's basically I just kind of put two words together, like Mas in Spanish. Mm-hmm. It's more. Uh, so I just said, okay, more Relic, nah, Mass Relic. That sounds pretty catchy. So um, that's why I named it that. <laughs> But going back to your comment about crypto and computers real quick, like 30, 40 years ago, people used, well, people didn't use computers, but computers were used as mainframes. And you're right. Like nobody ever thought that they could use a computer uh, just the way we're using it now. So I think it's going to take a little time, but eventually we'll have the whole world just saying, oh, crypto, oh, cool. Yeah, I I can use a a wallet or something else that's going to be invented. You know, so so right now we're in the mainframe phase of 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 crypto, which is what I would say. Absolutely, and uh, you know, once again, not to plug Michael Saylor too much, but uh, he is an engineer and he's a pretty smart guy uh, with his background. He made the comment that uh, nobody knows what's going to happen with Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, and if you if you say that you do. Uh, you're either uh, lying or you've got some sort of crystal ball. But he he made a very interesting point. To where he said, you know, a good example of this is think about fundamental changing technologies that have changed our world, that have gone beyond whatever we could have, you know, imagined. And he brought up electricity. And he said, electricity is first harnessed, and we, you know, use it to light light bulbs, and they put charges through these wires, and it's crazy. And he said, but if you were to go back in time and say, well, this electricity, you're going to go from electricity to Netflix, which is true. You need electricity to do Netflix, and Netflix runs on electricity, very complicated uses of electricity. It's just so far removed from the, the basic concept that you would have never been able to guess it. You would have never been able to, to you know, think about that. And to be fair, it took 100 years and some change for Netflix to come about from electricity. But the point is that the fundamental concept that was changing is just insane and so i like to think about crypto like that and that um, there's so many interesting use cases for it and just because one project doesn't work out doesn't mean that somebody can't do it better or reform or you know the uh, even the things we take as gospel we've seen this from the ethereum merge right from ethereum's existence up until last week it was a proof of work chain now it's a proof of stake chain what does that mean for the future of Ethereum and crypto and blockchain? Nobody knows. It's uh, it's a it's a yep. wild time. Yep, exactly. 
All right, Alex, what do you say we take some listener questions for, we're at the 48-minute mark here. Let's try and take some listener questions for 15, 20 minutes. How does that sound? Uh, Sounds great. Yeah, I can take them. Okay, guys. Let's see. We've got three people that are requesting questions here. Guys, right before, guys and gals, before um, we take questions, just wanted to lay down some ground rules. I think most of you guys already know this if you've been in an AMA before, but one, please speak English. Um, I only speak English. Alex has told you he speaks English and Spanish, but if you guys speak in Spanish, I'm not going to be able to help out if there's any problems. So please speak English. Two, uh, you know, please be polite. Please be cordial. Alex is my guest here. I don't want you to talk about any other projects um, unless it's in relation to a project that you're building that you might want to help Alex with or collaborate or partnership or something like that. Um, you know, and please be respectful. If you're mean, yell, do anything like that, I'm just going to block you and mute you. So there's really no point in doing it. And then um, three, please only ask one or two questions. I know that sometimes we get on a roll where somebody is in there and they're asking three, four amazing questions. I love that. But if there's a, if there's a long line of people that want to ask stuff, I want to make sure that people uh, can get in here to ask Alex some stuff. So I'm going to go with the first person, and it looks like it is Mode Naeem or Mod Naeem. I'm going to try and add you as a speaker here. And... You can ask Alex a question shortly. Hey, Mode or Mod. Hey, Mod, I've made you a speaker and you can ask Alex a question if you want. We'll give you one more second, and then I'll try somebody else. Okay, Mod, I'm going to have to remove you here. Let's go with Raina Holly Talukter. All right. Ray Hanali? Are you there? Hey, Ray, if you want to ask Alex a question, you can. Hey, are you listening to me? Hey, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, you can ask Alex a question now. Uh, my first question is, uh, how do you planning to promote your project in different countries? Wherein English is not spoken well, do you have a local communities for them to better understand your project? Hey, hello. Hello, thank you for the question. Um, so we definitely want to create other communities in terms of uh, community members that perhaps speak other languages whether it's Indian or Bengali or, or anything that's in Asia or, or South America. Um, so the plan is first, we want to focus on just our normal community right now, like the Telegram, the English version. But when we start growing, I, we definitely want to. The only way to spread the word is obviously to grow, to create a, a group that, that speak other languages. So what we'll do is we'll create the, the Telegram 
uh, groups in, in other languages and we'll hire people from other countries that can run and mod them um, with with that with that language the native speakers right um, but that's basically what what I'm thinking um, I don't know if it's the wrong approach to do it but that's the way I've seen it with other projects that I that I've been a part of thank you I have uh, another question sure you can ask one more question how is the ribbon ribbon being granted for the project itself, which can be used finance future development? I'm sorry. Can you repeat the first part? I, I didn't. I didn't catch it. How it? How is it the ribbon being granted for the project itself, which can be used to fire? I think you're talking about uh, financing future development, but I'm, I'm still not sure of the first question, Ray. Sorry, you're not really clear there. How can an investor get proper benefit from this token? Oh, okay. Gotcha. You're asking, like, how can an investor get another benefit from this token? Um, either by just investing early or maybe you're interested in um, how Alex's team is going to be developing this project into the future um, for relic holders, right? Something like that. So if you're holding the token long-term, is that correct? Thank you. Sure. Thank you. For uh, so, so right now we do have the ability. So people that do buy and hold the token, um, have the rewards that they're getting every time there is a buy or sell of the token. Um, so there are reflections going to um, holders right now. Aside from that, we have, we've already released the Relicity platform where you can stake um, Relic and ETH uh, and then earn daily rewards from just staking, staking it. Um, so that's... Yeah, that's part one. Um, part two is once we put up the mortgage payments and we, we start gaining traction, um, that itself will probably enhance the reward structure because anybody that has to pay a mortgage in crypto has to go through our token. It's a ticket to your to to our platform. So if it has to go through a, through our token, then that will reflect back to everybody that's holding it. Um, and then aside from that, we are starting to build out our DeFi farm so that we can gain yield uh, out of these opportunities. So right now we did do one investment on um, one project, which I which I displayed on Twitter, which is a, just a stable coin uh, that we did. And that other project is pretty, pretty good. I've been part of them for probably close to six, seven months, which is a lifetime. Right. So um, but that's just a small part of opportunities that you have um, to gain some 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 rewards and some yield from our token. It's not just buy and hold and just hope. Um, we are working on, on more things in terms of the payment platform, but right now you can just gain rewards from, from dividends, I mean from reflections and from the um, from staking uh, Relic and, and ETH. And then we're going to also build out more staking opportunities uh, on our platform. I have a question, another, another question. 
Uh, you know what, Ray? I'm going to have to cut you off here at two questions because I have some other people who want to ask questions. But if you want to stick around, you can. we can see if we get to you. How's that sound? Okay, thank you. Okay, thanks for your two questions, Ray. So I'm going to go you. with uh, Islam Kavis, and then we're going to try and get to you, Mr. John Riki. I see you waving your hand there. I'm just waiting for Islam here to connect. Oh, it looks like he's gone. Well, Mr. John Reiki, you are going to have your chance here in one second. I'm just waiting for you to be able to speak. Can you hear me? Hey, yes. Yep, we can hear you. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, I can hear you, Mr. John Reiki. You can ask Alex a question now. Uh, my question, how to promote campaign in market? Also, Will was... Hello. Sure, say this one more time. You said something about how to campaign. Why do need it for good promotion? What do you think is, I'm sorry, did you say what do you think is needed how, for good promotion of this project? How to promote campaign in market also with is needed for good promotion. Okay. It looks like Mr. John Riki, and if you could mute yourself there, Mr. John Riki, you've got some uh, background noise there. He wants to know um, what do you think is the uh, is the best way to promote this project, especially in this type of bear market. Our strategy is going to be always, you know, first of all, word of mouth. Um, so as as people start holding the token, they join the community, we start you know building some some conversation. Um, we definitely want people to participate, not only on the community front, but just building on top of the Relic token. So that's one of our actual goals this year is to open up um, our code so that people can 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 also build on top of the token. And we'll provide tutorials on how to build on that token. So the marketing aspect is obviously grow the Telegram, go worldwide, um, and, and just spread the word uh, digitally. Um, and then, obviously, I will be doing more speaking engagements so that um, we get ourselves known to the world, um, and specifically in the United States, um, where I can speak about the project in, in, in a you know more a, an audience, uh, either whether it be a technical audience or just a community audience, um, and just we have um, uh, invites here for meetups as well. So things like that, just little things, are what what gets the job done, I think, um, in this bear market. Sure, and I can imagine you know testimonials from um, lenders that are using it, or landlords, or tenants in certain types of buildings. That would probably help too. So, Mr. John Reiki, I think that answers your question, right? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Okay, thank you for the great question. I'm going to remove you now.
All righty. Let's go with it's going to be either Mr. Beast or Crypto Fox. Um, I'm going to go with Crypto Fox for right now. So Crypto Fox here in one second. You should be able to speak. Hey, Crypto Fox, are you there? No, I guess not. Feel special though, Alex. You've got quite a line here uh, backing up. Oh, really? yeah. Uh, I, I can't see who's asking a question or not. So. Oh, uh, okay. Good. Interesting. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I always forget what it's like from the participant side. Hey, Crypto Fox, if you are there, you can ask Alex a question. If not, I'm going to have to go to another person. Your mic is on, but you um, are not speaking. All right. Sorry about that, Crypto Fox. Maybe next time. Clark, Kent, let's try you. Um, How could we not with a name like Clark Kent? Hey, Clark Kent, are you there? Hello, sir. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I can hear you. You can ask Alex a question now. Okay, so my question is, how do you plan to retain long-term investors and what are the benefits of retaining them? Are you planning to move the another blockchain in the future or launch your maintain? Gotcha. So did you, uh, did you catch that, Alex? Yeah, I caught that. Yeah, so how do I plan to maintain uh, long-term holders? Uh, basically by building and trans- being transparent and, and just letting everybody know what's going on, um, not go on a silence uh, binge for, you know, two, three months. You know, every week I try and put out a update on YouTube or if it's not on YouTube, I put it out on Telegram. And if it's not on Telegram, I put it out on, um, on Twitter. Uh, but my main mode of communication is actually YouTube. So I, we, I just try to be very transparent and, and let everybody know what's going on. If there are delays on things that we're going to release. Um, I hope that would be enough to have people that are holding Relic to uh, hold for the long term. Um, As far as building out on other blockchains, uh, that's definitely in in the plan right now. So our goal right now is to finish out building this payment uh, platform, which should be another two, three weeks. And then after that, we're going to create a smart contract on the binance smart chain so that we go on binance and then after that we'll 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 look at other um chains like cardano um and then obviously we have to pick up the language as well right because other chains have different programming languages so um but the more we put code out there as i said is is obviously the better because then we have other communities that can partake in in our in our project yeah, I could. I definitely recommend uh, looking into Cardano. People are still sleeping on it. It's a top six coin, people. Come on. There's a reason. Uh, I also just really like the peer-reviewed slash, um, slash uh, anti-Ethereum um, that it represents. Not that I don't love Ethereum. It's just that Ethereum doesn't base its decisions on peer-reviewed papers and cryptographers. So there you go. Clark, did that answer your question? 
Thank you, man. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, of course. All right. Let's go with uh, one to two more people, Alex. I know that your time is valuable, and uh, we don't have um, we don't have all day, unfortunately, to just sit here and talk to people. Although it's fun. It's fun, isn't it, right? When people come in and they ask questions, it's interesting. Something you don't get, you know, in real life. People don't just come up to you and ask you questions. Exactly. <laughs> and as you can see, Alex... When it's properly moderated and when you've got, uh, you know, when you've got a, an enforcer like me, there's no, there's no haters because there's no point. I'm not going to talk to haters. I want real constructive. Constructive criticism is fine. Haters, I just have no time for. So, Mr. Beast, let's go with you and let's see what's happening here. Hey, Mr. Beast, you should be up. Hey, Mr. Beast, you are here if you want to ask Alex a question. Unfortunately, Mr. Beast, you have uh, some connectivity issues right now. Try and unmute yourself one more time, but uh, no, we could not hear you. Okay, Mr. Beast. Unfortunately, you've got some connectivity issues right here. We're going to remove you. We're going to go to Sakir Saglam and try one more time. Selamun Aleyküm. Soner Demir, Başkan, CryptoCoin Şampiyon arkadaşlar. Hayırlı akşamlarınız olsun cümleten. Kripto coin'i hep beraber el ele vererek taşımak istiyoruz. Siz de bize yardımcı olmak istiyorsanız Big Boss'a ayak uydurarak bizleri takip edin. Kripto coin her yerde ve her zaman sizin. Understood, Sakir. Um, although I don't speak, I believe that was Arabic. Beautiful language. But um, I don't speak it. Is there anything you want to ask Alex here? No, I suppose not. Well, for all of you Arabic speakers, you can tell me what he said. It sounded great. We will go to the last person here, and it is Sin Nation Sweepers. Interesting. Let's go to that one. That seems like they'll, they'll have an interesting question. Hey, Sin Nation, are you there? Hey, Sin Nation, are you there? A lot of dormant uh, people in the Twitter spaces, Alex. They, um, I don't know. They, uh... <laughs> I hope that guy didn't curse us out in Arabic. I think that he was. Um, I think he was promoting another coin. But like I said, do you um, you can't. I, I don't speak Arabic, and most of the people in here do not speak Arabic. So 
I'm not really sure what he was trying to accomplish. Anyways, like I said, beautiful language. So, remove from speakers, Sin Nation. Hey, Crypto Fox, you are a speaker. You can just, um, you can ask a question now. You have to unmute yourself, though. Crypto Fox, you are here as a speaker. Hey, guys. Hey, you got a lot of background noise there. If you, uh... Sorry. Wait a minute. Sorry, last time my network saw some trouble. There you go. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, much better. You, you, can, you have a question you want to ask Alex now? Yeah, yeah. So my question is, yeah, uh, a lot of projects come out lately, yeah, isn't it? So how, Alex, uh, how do you want, how you would scale your project so that it reach more people? Gotcha. Hello? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, Alex, you get that, is that a lot of projects have come out lately, and he's wondering... How do you, in particular, think about scaling something as unique as this? So, what, in terms of scale, technically and, and just community-wise, um, our plan is to grow slow, but not too slow. But we definitely don't want to have a, a parabolic uh, move anywhere in our chart. Um, we want to have a trend that's going up. But we understand that if it's parabolic, definitely it's just going to refall to the ground. So although we, we definitely want everybody to, to enjoy the project and, and obviously make rewards and, and earn some passive income, um, our plan is, is, in terms of crypto, it, it's not really long-term because it's one to two years, but it is long-term um, for us. So we do say one to two years, but we want to make a dent in the in the crypto space. So we're not coming in as just a crap coin or mean coin um, or a pissing cat or, or rats, rats DAO or anything like that. Um, we want to come in and be a sustainable project company um, that will provide services to, to the, to the country and obviously to the world. So our plan is to grow slowly, but at the same time, build out our team and obviously our, our, our gain customers and our community. But um, in terms of scaling, that that's our, our strategy is we want to grow slowly, but not too slowly. So we will be hiring people in the next six months to a year if things work out um, so that we can build faster, obviously. So that's pretty much what I can do. Hopefully that answers the question. I'm not being vague or anything. No. Yeah, that sounds fair. Thanks, Alex. Sure, and thank you, Crypto Fox, for a great question. Yeah. I'm going to remove you now. Thanks, Nathan. Yeah, yeah. All right, we will do... Yeah, you know, you don't want parabolic price movements because, like Alex said, what goes up must come down. It's uh, almost as true in finance as it is in physics. Uh, perhaps it's not literally true, but it is almost as true. So we treat it as true. I'm interested, uh, you keep me as, uh, mentioning the pissing cat coin, and I just, I've just i been trying to think of use cases since you sent that. Like, what would even be the use case? Like, I, as a marketer myself, just... 
I don't know why that always comes to mind. You know what happened? I'll, short story, right? Before I'm sorry, but I don't want to take anybody's time. We were applying for Coin Market Cap, and I get, it took a while. And I kept seeing these crappy coins. And the one that I saw was a pissing cat. And I was like, how can this freaking coin get listed? And we're not even. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? And I was telling the team, I was like, are you kidding me? Come on. And then I kept, well, anyway, I don't want to vent, but. <laughs> it, well, it is odd. And lots of people don't know that uh, coin market cap is owned by the parent company or subsidiary company of Binance. So it may be that they already had a relationship with Binance so that they, you know, they got priority or something like that. But, um. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's interesting because, yeah, it, it not to get off on a whole tangent about that, but altcoins in general, people always wonder, how are there so many altcoins out there? Well, you can go on someplace like PancakeSwap, and it's essentially free to get on PancakeSwap as long as you have a smart contract and you provide like a teensy tiny bit of liquidity. That's why they always have the warning about, are you sure this is the right contract? It hasn't been verified. It's not on other marketplaces. It could be a rogue pull. It could be a scam. But for centralized exchanges, BitMart included, um, the barrier to entry is higher in that you have to have a certain amount of liquidity in order to get listed. So you could potentially see in the future, you know, let's put it this way. If Elon Musk wanted to totally do a pump and dump, it would be hard for him to do because he's so prominent so that he would, get, he would get investigated. But if you were, let's just say, a silent millionaire and you had enough to do a liquidity pool to launch a pump and dump on a smaller exchange or something like that. It's, you know, the listening requirements are basically that you're KYC, that you have the liquidity, things like that. It, and if people want to invest in um, the latest uh, dog or, or pissing cat coin, then I suppose the rules right now are still that they are free to do so, that they are free to do so. We won't moralize or, or go into the ethics on that because we simply don't have enough time to do it. And it's, it's maybe a multi-hour conversation, but... <laughs> We will, uh, we'll just know that Alex is, Alex is not a fan of pissing cat coin. Although Alex, do you have cats in real life? Maybe that would, maybe that would round it up. I have a dog. Oh, it's okay. Dog, cat, they're the same to me. Um, I do like cats. I don't have a cat at the moment, but, uh, I've met a lot of great cats. All right, everybody, we're going to do one more person and then I'm going to let Alex go. I think that we've rounded it up nicely here. Um, Jeff Bezos. Um, that's not your name, but that's your screen name here. Jeff Bezos. Let's see what you have to say. Hey, Jeff. You uh, or M? Hello. Hey. Yes, we can hear you. You can ask Alex a question now. My question is, what do your project long-term investment decision depend on? This is my question. Sorry, could you repeat that real quick? I, I heard it was long-term. What is your long-term? Sorry, Jeff, could you repeat your question? My repeat question, I want to invest in your project. And what are you studying your project and how many people are working in your project? What benefits do they get and benefits will I get? Gotcha. Gotcha, Jeff. So real quick, um, Alex, Jeff just wants a refresher of long-term investors in your project when they're holding and uh, using Relic Token. What benefits are they getting? Uh, sure. I feel like I'm on the Howard Stern show. 
You know how they're like, oh, uh, I don't know. President Obama's on the phone. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it can be pretty wild, but that's why I say you always want to moderate, you know, hot tip, Alex. If you're doing Twitter spaces or promos in the future, you want yeah. to uh, either hire somebody as a moderator, uh, you know, as a yeah. freelancer, or you want somebody who's trusted as a moderator. Because uh, I'm the guy who, I'm the guy who yeah. keeps it from being just a screaming cavern. <laughs> Good job. Um, okay, so yeah, long term, we uh, we definitely are going to build out our platform. So right now, there's two ways to gain rewards. One is you go to app.masrelic.com. It's if you go to masrelic.com on the top right, you should see the um, link for the DAP. If you go on that link and you're a relic holder, you have to have a minimum of ten thousand relic. You can claim your ETH reflections on that on that um, DAP. If you want to partake in getting rewards in Relic and you want to stake your Relic with Ether, you can go to the Synthetic Real Estate uh, tab on the top right on the, on the website and you'll see the Synthetic Real Estate site. On top of that, like I mentioned before, we're building out the platform for mortgage payments, um, which we already have one person that's going to test it out for us in real time. Um, and I'll put that out on YouTube soon. Um, where people will be able to pay their mortgages using um, the Relic token, um, which will it, it, which will build a customer base, and at the same time will will increase reflections for everybody because everybody that wants to get into the platform needs to get um, Relic. So that that's right now. If if and I, I'll define long term as in the next six months. Um, on top of that, again, we want to build out on other chains, and um, our main goal is to build out on Binance then maybe look at Cardano and other blockchains so that we, we spread the word out. Um, and we will do the same thing. And um, worldwide, we want to spread out um, our platform to, to the world um, in terms of payments. So that, that's basically what our kind of our, our vision is for the next six months to a year. Absolutely. So I hope that that has answered your question here, Jeff. I'm going to remove you from the speakers. And of course, you know, Alex... Six months is a long time in the crypto space. Six months in crypto space. I'm trying to remember the movie. Oh, gosh, what is it? Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey, um, where he goes to a place where, you know, one hour is like 50 years on Earth or something like that, and they're having to do a space mission. Anyways, always makes me think of six months in the crypto market. Um, you, you, know what's, you know what's really funny, Alex? We'll, we'll end with this, you know. Because of the Terra Luna crash, because of the insolvency of Celsius, uh, you know, I think BlockFi as well. No, BlockFi's still around. Celsius, Vald, Three Eras Capital. You could say, you could say right now that in crypto we are in a Great Depression. You could kind yep. of, you could kind of say yep. that it's a cyclical market, and uh, yep. people that have studied kind of libertarianism or free market economics know that there's a lot of people that. Um, have done economic models of this where they say this is, you know, this is a natural indicator of malinvestment and people doing bad things with their money and it's supposed to happen in nature. It doesn't really happen in the wider market because we have so many regulations and of course the, the politicians don't want this to happen, right? This is like very bad for business. <laughs> it's very bad for popularity. But what's interesting is we kind of seem to be either in the middle of it uh, by the looks of things or at the tail end coming out. And that's just not me saying that. That's people like Sam Bankman-Fried from FTX saying it, who's like an actual analyst. Or um, 
uh, CZ from Binance, um, or mm-hmm. pe- people like that, people that are smarter than me that I can kind of trust that have, that have made the, uh, the decision. But it's interesting in the fact that, yes, in the crypto market, we've been in this for, oh gosh, four, maybe five months now. It's been since May, approximately. But we're probably going to come out of it by the end of the year or early next year. And that is not the case. You know, you just, one just has to look at history. That was not the case with the actual Great Depression. It was a multi-year thing. So I, in some ways, crypto, um, it's nice that it has these accelerated timelines to where when it's good, it's, it can be really good. And, uh, you know, you've seen parabolic movements in Bitcoin where one week it's 20,000 and the next week it's 30,000 and people are FOMOing in all, yeah. all the live long day. And then you've seen times like this where companies go out of business, coins that existed six months ago are never going to be heard from again. Um, altcoins and projects that got started at the wrong time, they're also never going to be heard from again until the, another bull market starts or they reform. But it's a short period of time where a lot of stuff happens. So in a way, we can kind of be grateful for that. Anyways, that's, uh, we're not going to expand too long upon that. My guest here has been Alex Louie from Mass Relic or Moss Relic, sorry, because it's Spanish at the, at the start. And you can visit his project at mossrelic.com. They're doing DeFi and synthetic real estate. They've got their own token. They're trying to empower landlords, mortgage holders, renters, kind of trying to bring some crypto utility to the real estate market, which you know is an arduous task. And I just wanted to, before I let him give his closing remarks, remind you that if you're listening to this AMA and you've stuck around, then we definitely want to reward you here at BitMart Exchange. Anytime we do a Twitter Spaces with a project that is listed on BitMart, we like to give away some tokens and um, help spread the word about them. So if you just follow these simple tasks, you can be in the winnings to get your share of $2,000 in Relic which if you've listened to this conversation, you would probably be interested in Relic. You know that it's going to have a fundamental use case of helping to prop up real estate in crypto. You know that Alex is trying to build something. He's not trying to go crazy and promising abnormal returns or anything like that, and that he's got a solid team behind him, including himself, you know, doing coding and actual work on the project. So in order to be in the running for some of those tokens, all you want to go and do is follow at BitMart Exchange, which is our Twitter and at Moss Relic, which is M-A-S-R-E-L-I-C, on Twitter. Follow both of those. Retweet the link where you found this Twitter spaces you've been listening to. Tag three friends. Fill out the Google form that we have attached, and then you will be entered to win your random share of $2,000 in Relic tokens. It looks like there's going to be about 200 winners there, so it'll be approximately $100 in Relic tokens that you could possibly win. So, Alex, closing remarks here and telling people the best places to find you, please. Sure, thanks. Thanks again for this opportunity, uh, first and foremost. Um, and thank you to everybody that joined the Twitter space. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm doing this because I love crypto and I do want a real sustainable project. Where you can find me is you can uh, request me on part-time adjunct for Twitter, you can find me on masrelic.com. Um, we have the Telegram sites up there. We also have a Medium. 
And then you can also do a search on YouTube for uh, Maz Relic. It should just compl- it should just come up uh, first. Um, but I think uh, best best part is best uh, where place to find me would be YouTube. Um, and and yeah. So thank you very much. And hopefully we we can talk in like a year or so. So. <laughs> Sure, no worries. <clears throat> it would be nice to have uh, returning guests on the the Twitter Spaces. That um, that is something that has only happened uh, a couple of times. So yeah, it's um, it's nice. It's always nice to have updates from people, and especially people that you know they've been listed on BitMart and they're a primary listing on BitMart. So we'd like to have everybody listed on BitMart forever because more people trade and the more the tokens are worth more, everybody, it's a win-win situation, right? So that's the whole point of an exchange. So uh, everyone, my guest once again has been Alex Louie from Moss Relic. You can go to mossrelic.com to learn more about that project. We have nothing left to discuss. We've talked for an hour and 20 minutes and some change here. Um, If you want to listen to the recording of this conversation, if you came in during the middle or during the end, I'm going to archive it and put it on Crypto Conversations, the podcast stream for BitMart. And of course, Twitter Spaces automatically um, archives these for you to listen to. So since we have nothing left to discuss, I'm going to say goodbye to Alex and goodbye to everybody out there in crypto land. Have a good day, everybody. Bye.